Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. How are you doing tonight? Uh, welcome to the DTVC podcast. Joined by, uh, joining me as always is lovely Jamie Jenkins. How I'm are you doing tonight, Jamie? Very well, and so glad to be here. I'm excited about this discussion. I know this. Yeah, I know this. I I felt the same way about this movie. So we are like, we're on the same page as far as uh. I, love when it I know. I think we've been on the same most page before. We were on the same the time, page last honestly. week. You know it. Yeah. It's rare yeah. that uh, I can't even think of an example where we just were polar opposites, you know. Yeah. Does that is that that is that does that make for a more boring for me. show? Is that I like? Mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. No. I, I love it too. Who like to hear like when when co-hosts go head to head, you know? But I enjoy Fight. a pleasant discussion. Um, I don't mind. You know, now trust me. People who listen to my other shows know I do not mind getting into a fight about something. I will and I will do it. I do it all the time, <laughs> but um, right. you know, it's fun to agree on something, and then I think it sort of gives an energy to the discussion, especially if yeah. it's in a good way. I agree. I, th- I think we're, you know, I, I think there's a point when you, you know, you flip through the channels and you get like, you stop on CNN for two seconds, or um, you, uh, let's see here, he said there's a bit of an echo, well, let's see, let me see if I can fix that, he said there's a bit of an echo on your end. Let me just see if I can fix that somehow. All right. Hopefully we're good. Hopefully we're good. Maybe I don't know if I did something there, but um, but you know, like those CNN shows or whatever, where there's just like people arguing and yelling at each other all the time, and then you go to commercial. I think that gets draining. I think yeah, it gets I mean, tiring. and this isn't point counterpoint or count pointer count. If you're a Kentucky Fried movie fan, <laughs> this is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is just, uh, and we—the reason we do this show is because we like a lot of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We we can celebrate and um, castigate. That's right. <laughs> Did you ever see the chips? Did I ever see where Poncherello performed celebration? Every episode of Chips. I am obsessed with chips. I have been since I was a kid. So you, so you remember that episode with the when yes. he performed celebration? <laughs> Oh my God, that was a great. 
<laughs> That's funny you, you say that about have you ever seen the chips because um, I was at a party one time that a friend had um, and I, I had a few beers. I mean, I was, I was kind of ready to go and it was a party that was out in this camp out in the woods and we didn't know that it was going to be a no electricity, no bathroom party. They should advertise you know, we that, kind of that kind of thing. prepared for that. Yeah, we, it was our friend. He invited us out there to his camp. We didn't know when we got out there what it was going to be like. So we were already a little salted and uh, one of his friends that we hadn't known, you know, we, hit, we just met him there. Uh, he comes up to us and he's like, you ever seen the movie Stand By Me? And I was like, what do you mean, have you ever seen the movie Stand By Me? You, you don't ask somebody, have you ever seen the movie Stand By Me? You just go, remember that part and Stand By Me. Because we've all seen it. We've all, and he just kind of looked at me like, okay, I'm going to leave this guy yeah, alone. You know, you know what you, wanna, you, what we'll you do if you want to know if someone has ever seen Stand By Me? Is that you ask them, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? And if the answer is pets, <laughs> cherry-flavored pets, without a doubt, yeah. then you know that they have you know. seen Stand By Me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You do, You know, it, it's one of those rite of passage things. But yeah. So I kind of, I kind of felt like I had done that a little bit to you there with like, do you remember that that chips? <laughs> well, you, of you course, had no I way know. Of <laughs> to be honest, that is that. Yes. There's no way of knowing. But yes, I love me some chips, and I have always, always been a John fan. Like, and when I was growing mm. up watching it, because I was watching it when it was live, not live, but you know, mm-hmm. um, original era. Right. New. And. Um, <laughs> yeah. When I was, everyone was all, oh, ponch, ponch, ponch. And I never got that. I never understood. John, yeah, to me, was the cutie. John was the one who had all this respect mm-hmm. for women. John was the one who had the money. Mm-hmm. John had the nice apartment. You know, I was just like, why is everyone all about ponch? Because I didn't get it. Like, he lives yeah. in a trailer. Not that there's anything wrong with living in a trailer, but if you put these two guys side by side, he lives in a trailer. He's mm-hmm. a womanizer. And <laughs> yeah. like, I don't understand it. Now, John had his fair yeah. share of women, but he was very good to them. Like, if you ever, if you knew anything about John, you know that he always kept spare toothbrushes. He had a ton of spare toothbrushes yeah. in his apartment, which just led you to believe <laughs> that he had game. You know, like, he was busy. He did. He but did. He was concerned oh, to provide yes. with a toothbrush. And he was good. I always loved Michael Dorn when he was uh, one of the police officers in the cast. I, he was one of my favorites pre, uh, pre-Wharf days. Um... So he, you know they had a, they had a great cast you know Gatrer of course how do you not love Gatrer? Right, and I just watched um, Empire of the Ants with with Robert Pine, where Pine mm-hmm. in this movie was basically a rapist. Um, well, I mean he was a mm-hmm. a really bad husband is what he was, and he uh, attempted to rape the uh, the hot nurse from Halloween too. Um, <laughs> was in mm-hmm. this too, and he basically attempted to rape her at one point. And it was really funny because as we're watching it, I'm like, masher? And, and Brian goes, I know. Whoa, whoa, did you just call him a masher? And I was like, yes, I did. And he's like, you can hit him with your pocketbook now? I'm like, I might. You know, Sergeant Contrer, he could have used it a few times, you know. I know. I mean, you could tell that, like, he was he, – he, he had a little bit of that Elka-Seltzer vibe on the show. Like, he just, you know, the guys, especially Ponch. They they gave him a few ulcers, but I think overall he seemed to be a, a good guy. But yeah, he could play a baddie. I'm trying to think. There were some other TV movies that I remember he played a baddie in. His character always seemed to like a good sport to me because you know, he put up with a lot yeah. from the two of them, particularly mm-hmm. Ponch, because he was just Ponch was just like oh he was always breaking the rules and you know being a bad guy, not a bad mm-hmm. guy but a bad boy. 
And so he, Gautreaux mm -hmm. put up with a ton of shit. And he always seemed to take it with a smile. I mean, at the end of every show, he was in the little stop motion credit sequences laughing. You know, regardless of what they had mm -hmm. just done to him. So, you know, he obviously was an okay fella. Right, exactly, exactly. Yes, those stop motions were the best. <laughs> it was fantastic. And it was just, you can like do it along with them. It's just like, all you have to do is just open your mouth and go like, ha, and then freeze. And then <laughs> mid-laugh. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I know. <laughs> See, yeah, that, oh my God, Chips was a great one. And then, you know, it's on MeTV now at like six o'clock at night. I never think, I'm usually working, but I, I it's on. That. I will, um, I will know that yep. now, and I will use that information to my ability. Now, now I yes. have it on DVD. I was ravenous for this show to come out on DVD, and when it finally did, mm -hmm. I scooped it up, and uh, I was angry. Mm. I'm like, where the hell is Chips, and why isn't it coming out on DVD? There were a couple of shows that I was just really – Tales from the Dark Side was one that took forever to come out. New Heart was one that took forever to come out. And I was constantly, like, emailing, 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 <laughs> give me news on when this mm -hmm. is coming out. I probably thought, who is this woman who is so obsessed with 80s television? Step off, ladies. I, oh. <laughs> That's right, yeah, because Newhart, Bob Newhart, yes. I think, had been out for a while, right? Or, Newhart, yeah, but not Newhart. I think is a That's superior show. I, I like Bob Newhart's show. I do really? I like Bob Newhart, but I think Newhart was yeah. superior. I thought it was, I just, it was, it made me consistently laugh out loud. And few shows have had the distinction of being able to do that just on a regular basis. And that one, it was just, damn, his yeah. deadpan delivery is unbeatable. I know. It is. It's so great. I mean, the thing I love about the 70s one yeah. is the outfits. You get some really, you know, he gets some great leisure shoot suits in there. But you're, I mean, his deadpan, you're absolutely right, is just, um, and I think it is, like, the thing that the two shows had in common, and maybe what made, where, where I can see where you like uh, Newhart better, was that, like, Bob Newhart, the, the kind of the the deadpan you know with all of the um the the people that he he did his deadpan humor against they were kind of like city um people even though they were like city like kind of neurotic types or, or goofy types but they were city types whereas like Newhart there was sort of like a um a rural charm um to his characters that he dealt with so you know th th there's a little di different dynamic there it's kind of a, a different uh yeah I mean George seeing his was humor hilarious. in a different George light was he was a great character yeah and how many, I just would love to know the statistics on how many people opened bed and breakfasts in New England after that show came out, because I wanted one. I, I was like, it's yes, going to be a lot of people like did. I know it, and I must have one. I lived in New England. I'll tell you, it, it happened. There was a boom. There was a boom in our area. Everyone yes. wanted a bed and breakfast with a brick kitchen and, and you know, a, an adorable yep. countryfied handyman. And uh, plus, I also had a crush on Peter Scolari from way back in the bosom buddy days. But mm -hmm. bosom buddy days. Yes. So him yep. being on the show, although he wasn't originally on the show, when he came on the show, that just helped it. Uh, I just always thought he was adorable. Yep. Yeah, he was a great but, addition. I think you're you're right. I mean, I mean, I remember. See, the thing with the old Bob Newhart is that was you know I would see that one kind of in reruns. Whereas, like you said, the newer one, I I remember that one um, being on you know when it was new. I remember new episodes were made for it, and so it is a little different, uh, different memories of it. And it had the it had the best had the final episode ever. No, everyone's going to scream, yes. mash, mash, you know, and, you know, of course. Right. But it had such a fantastic final episode when he wakes up in bed next to Suzanne Plachette, and then he's talking about he dreamed yeah. he was married to this woman who wore a lot of sweaters, died because it was brilliant. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was. Yeah, that one was. And it was so out of nowhere. I think TV Guide had that one. And I think they had it ranked below MASH, but um, I, I agree with you. That one was... Um, and the thing was, like, they stole it. Like, once they used it, you couldn't use it again. I, I think some other shows have tried it, but you can't use it after that. Not unless... Plus, it stayed for eight seasons, which I think is, like, the mm-hmm. perfect... I think that's perfect. I think... Mm. That gives you, as long as the show stays good, which it did, it left before it got yeah. bad, which a lot of shows don't know how to do. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. See, no, season nine is when you start yes. to bring in the kid to that freshen things up. They got the out before the kid. Years old. I'm yes. Looking at you growing. Exactly. Please. Before Cousin Oliver. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Oh. Once. Yeah. I mean, once you, you thought with co- Cousin Oliver that no show would ever do it again, yet they consistently it did. It. And um. It's like the yeah. All right, this is season nine. We are uh, we are obligated yeah. to jump the shark at this point. Another reference. We we are out of things to do. So, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> what exactly one. do yes. we have to do? Oh, that's right. It's time to bring in the kid. You know, even though yeah. these the people in this show are seventy five years old and she couldn't possibly give birth if Jesus came down, but we're gonna. It's time for them to have a kid. We're gonna give them a kid. Yeah, or they just find some way. They adopt somebody. They pull a kid the off the street. The Rainbow Coalition, you know. like the Brady Bunch did. The rainbow. Exactly. exactly. I'm a little hyper. Have, can you tell? I'm a little bit hyper tonight. I, does that read? That, that, I'm, a, I'm a little, a little juiced myself. I think it's the movie. I think it's Machete. Like I think we're we're coming into a movie that's just like filled with adrenaline. I'll go with that. I'll go with. And that. I think, I think that's what we're. You know. Well, let's. Why don't we jump Do into it. the film here? I mean, what? Overall, overall thoughts. What were your thoughts on Machete Kills? I loved it. I had such a good time with this movie. The whole time, I'm I'm watching it, going, "Okay, where does it get bad? I'm waiting for it to get bad." Uh, yeah. uh, let's see. Um, he strings up these guys, or no, he at one point attaches himself to a helicopter blade and swings around and chops off about a gazillion yes. guys' heads while he's in rotation. Yes. Check. Um, yes. you know, he, oh. he brings this guy's guts out. Uh, some guy gets turned inside yes. out. You've got Mel Gibson, who is playing the best bad guy. I mean, he's so oh good at that. God. We saw him do it recently in Expendables 3. He is an amazing bad guy. Yeah. He's so funny here. And then he drops mm-hmm. a line about something being as fucked up as a special ed science project. That made me laugh out <laughs> yes. loud. And I was just like, I love so- this movie. Ryan just said that everyone hate he he digs it. For, let's get out of the way. Ryan said uh, in the chat that he loves this movie, but he said everybody hates it. I didn't know that. And, uh, they do. Yeah, and that's why really? I haven't watched it until now is because everybody's like, oh shit, oh don't like it. Oh, even if you like the first, you like this one. Really? Yeah, even Brian was like, oh, I saw it. I don't want to see it again. I don't like it. And so when I told him that we were watching it for this show, he's like, well, I'll watch it with you if you want me to, but I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why a lot of people okay. hated the movie. I'm going to tell you. Robert Rodriguez stuck it to everybody with the sex scene oh, with Amber Danny Trejo Heard. and I Amber Heard. He stuck it to them. I thought it was hilarious, too. I was like, what is... When, when he flashed the thing on the screen that said, get your 3D goggles out now, I was like, oh, come on. What, is this, what are we doing here? It's like bad 70... You know, like, I, I thought it was going to be a bad joke. But no, when he... It was like obscuring the film, so you can't... You know, it's like, there you go, you little punks. You wanted to see Amber Heard naked? This is what you got, you know? I thought that was great, but I think a lot of people were mad at him for that. Well, if that's going to be a reason to hate an entire movie where you've got, like, boob guns, 
and mm -hmm. not even just boob guns, but boob spikes. I mean, she 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 breaks out the spikes before she even gets to this. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I just don't see there's action from beginning to end. It never stops. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it was the dialogue good. was funny. Uh, I, I, yeah. I never felt it was slow. There was blood. I mean, in the very beginning, you've got the cartel against these mystery guys. Well, first against the military. The cartel shows up, blows away right. the military. And then you've got Machete and, and Sartana whipping <laughs> ass and just chopping off heads left and right. There's no shortage of gore. There's no shortage of violence. Yes. And then these mystery guys show up, and there's even more. And then fucking Sartana oh gets taken God. out. And I'm like, God damn. All right. Yes. Then... I had a feeling she would be because I didn't see her in no a lot of commercials. No one is safe in this movie. movie either. That's the thing is that, like people no. are just getting picked off left and right, and I love yeah. that. I love it when you can't be yeah. sure. I mean, there's one person that you can be sure is going to make it to the end, and that's Machete. But I right, love that's Amber the only one. in this. Uh, I thought she was mm -hmm. really hilarious as the beauty queen. Her opening speech as the beauty queen was so funny. Um, Charlie Sheen that as the good. fucking president was. <laughs> he was great. I mean, that was so. That was such an inspired casting decision. A name you like. Oh my god, a yes. Face you can trust. Yeah. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, oh my and, god, yes. Uh, he's yeah. just like you know, I fight for guns. He made weed. He made weed legal in 48 states. I mean, I'm voting for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just, I, I really couldn't get it the whole time i'm watching it i'm like i just don't understand i don't get it i don't understand where all the hate came in if you liked the first one and this is coming from people who liked the first one if you liked the first yeah. one what the hell kind of problem do you have with this one because it's just everything is yeah. that much more you know and everyone's showing up yeah. you know tom savini's in there william sadler's in there uh, I mean, I can't even name all the women that keep bombing. I mean, they're just, every time you turn around, hot chick, hot chick, yeah. hot chick. Um, you've got these bad guy clones, which I thought was really funny. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it just goes on. I mean, I, I can't even, the sight gags are great. The only issue that I had with any of it is the, that there was a lot of CGI. And I feel mm -hmm. like if you want to give it, it would have a much more authentic feel if there was no CGI. Like, if he did everything practically, yeah. then it would have a very authentic sort of grindhousey feel, which I think is something that Rodriguez yeah. always, like, he, that, that's his goal. And so I mm -hmm. think that with the CGI, that sort of took away from that. But at the same time, mm -hmm. I'm watching him attach himself to a helicopter blade and lop yes. off people's heads while he's flying through the air. I really don't have a problem. I really don't. No, he, he, he took another man's intestines and threw them into a helicopter blade so they would yank the man up into the blades. Uh, that was another great <coughs> death. I mean, uh, um, you know, we, we had, again, like you said, Mel Gibson, I mean, you know, I think that's kind of the only role Mel Gibson can do at this point is a baddie because everybody's kind of had it with him. But, you know, if you're going to have him play a baddie, that you know, and and you knew he was a baddie right away. Um, there was no real plot twist. I mean, my my one gripe that I had um, was I I like Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, I liked that he was in this, and I guess the gripe isn't really a big gripe because I think the the whole point of that chameleon character was to be able to get as many other people in the film as uh, Robert Rodriguez could. Um, and so on that score, I guess I don't mind it, but I I kind of like the idea of you know here's Cuba Gooding Jr. And that's it, you know. He's he's the he's the assassin. I would have liked that a little bit better. 
Um, but but I think otherwise, you know, I oh, I mean, I, I see, I didn't know there was any vitriol uh, surrounding this film. Yeah, it, and unfortunately, quite a bit, quite a bit. I mean, it just it did, did not. It, rec- it was not received well at all. And I can agree with the Cuba Gooding Jr. I enjoyed him, and I really had hoped to spend a little bit more time with him. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that they threw Lady, Lady Gaga in there. And I'm always happy to see Antonio Banderas. That is never a bad thing. Yes, me too. He's so funny. No, he's great. And I love the fact, yes, and I love the fact that he was playing an American who couldn't speak he's like, Spanish. He's attempting yes. to speak Spanish, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck it, who am I kidding? <laughs> That was so good. Yeah, so cute, and he's just so funny. I mean, and we saw him recently as well in his in Expendables three, being very funny, being very charming, and that's what he does well these days. And like, and as far as Mel Gibson goes, I think you're absolutely right. There has been so much hate surrounding him because of his own personal views or whatever. But what roles like this do, and where he's able to turn on the charm and be funny, it allows people to be okay with enjoying him because he's a bad guy. Right. And it's and then you kind of yeah. remember why you liked him to begin with. Well, exactly. That's what that's what I started thinking about because I had forgotten about like how Mel Gibson was in the Lethal Weapon movie, especially the Lethal Weapon movies. But you know, some of the other ones like Air America, some of the other classics from you know Mad Max. Um, I I had forgotten kind of just how Mel Gibson was because um, I hadn't seen him in anything in so long. And then here he is, you know, and he's got that smooth delivery. He's got that that you know, like you said, like that that sense of humor and that charm. Um, and I, I think I'd kind of forgotten what we all loved in the eighties and nineties. He had with that him, sort of you know? man in the Iron Mask moment. Um, he had a little bit yes. of a Mad Maxy moment when he's driving the armored car. Mm-hmm. It was just, I thought that was very funny. Yes. Um, I mean, it wasn't in your face, but it, that's immediately what it made no. me think of. And I think that that's yeah. the point. You know, it's just like, oh, think of that. And yeah. so I did. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just, um, I can't, other than the, the use of CGI, which to me, in a film where you're having this much fast-paced action and this much like uh murder just like gratuitous murder going on and gore and and it's and honestly it's rodriguez and i tend to give him a little bit of a a pass anyway just because i enjoy his filmmaking so much except for spy Mm -hmm. kids i never saw any of those because not my thing (laughs) but i love the way he turns up the violence and i love how he gives Mm -hmm. little nods to things and a lot of people don't like that a lot of people complain about that, mm-hmm. and they complain about it with Tarantino as well. And right. uh, but they also complain about it with like a Family Guy, you know, like oh, Family Guy is nothing but mm-hmm. a running, uh, like you know, running a, a thirty-minute-long reference, basically. Well, that's what I love yes. about it. Yeah. You know, I love knowing that somebody out there remembers the same things that I do. And so yes. Rodriguez loves to plug those little things into his films, and it makes me feel closer to the mm-hmm. film. It makes me feel closer to him. I enjoy the hell out of that. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, did you have any negatives about it? Did yeah. That was mine, was Cuba Gooding really Jr. not being in it more. That's not really big of a deal, I guess. That's no. I mean, I, mean I, I have some some big pluses here. For example, um, you know, you, you know my gripe with previous films that we've had that uh, hospital staff ends up being harmed. Innocent right. hospital staff. Well, you remember that he went into that hospital to, um, what was it, to get the... Um, the thing the taken out, or was it hit in the neck? Right, that's right. And so Sophia Var- Vargara—is that how we say that? 
Barga, I, the modern family woman. I don't know how you say that, but she, um, you know, she goes in there with her ladies to kill him, and none of the people in that, I guess it was a hospital or clinic, clinica. nobody got hurt there. Clinica. Yeah, the clinica <laughs> at the clinica, nobody was nobody was harmed, and I thought that was excellent. That that really made me smile. I don't know smile. what is that, uh, for once. In the medical industry. My there mom, my mom's a nurse, so is. you know. I have yeah. finally uncovered it. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I think for me, I think I've always been like, a, ooh, I don't like to see innocent people in a film, like, by, you know, but um, it just seems like in these movies that the hospital staff, like, you know, they're just, you know, orderlies walking around, boom, he gets picked off by the bad guy, you know, or caught in the crossfire while the good guy's trying to escape. But here, nope, everybody was fine. You know, I mean, we, we lost some blood, which I thought was kind of bad, you know, I mean, you know, you're going to need that blood if you're doing surgery in that little clinic there. You need as much blood as you can get to, to give transfusions. Um, but but other than that, I thought you know it was a good hospital scene, and you don't get that very often. <laughs> oh, the other thing, the other complaint that I had, um, and it, again, it's a minor complaint, and I think it's one that's going to be rectified in the next film, and I think that's why they did it in this one, is uh, Michelle Rodriguez fighting blind. I thought it was a little bit much. That was like a little bit like, uh, uh, okay, that's, you know. And, and I know I shouldn't be thinking that with all the other stuff that happened in the film, but I don't know why, but that one was, was a yeah, bit much for me. Yeah, that's the kind of thing in a movie like this. I sort of give that a pass, too, just because, I mean, just like there was something, there was something else that Machete did, and I'm like, okay, well, he wouldn't have survived that. But I, and then I'm like, well, who yeah. am I kidding? <laughs> like, that matters. I mean, yes. reality yeah. is really not yes. an issue when you're talking right. about a film like this. It doesn't, it just sort of adds to the badassery of it, I think. And that's what Mm -hmm. I felt when I was Mm -hmm. watching this, is that it was just, you know, badass from beginning to end. I mean, it opened with badass, it ended with badass, and there was a shit ton of badass in the middle. And not once did I get bored, not once did I look at the clock and go, please hurry. And you know, and I know you know this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm the same way. It's a long running time. This is a long yes. film. Yes, and, and you know how exactly. I am. And if you can sit through it with no My 90-minute mark. After the 90-minute mark, then, yeah. um, then there's obviously, it's okay. Yeah, it had, well, because, I mean, it, I think it didn't go too far. I think it was only, like, like 105 minutes or something, so it wasn't too bad. But, yeah, it was, you know, for, for me, I, I always have that feeling that uh, anything over um, 90 minutes or, you know, Roger Corman's 88 minutes for 11 reels, uh, anything after that I always feel like is borrowed time. But this film, it just, it just kept going, and I was okay with, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I, I wanted to see things through. Do you know, what, you know what I mean? I wanted to see what was going to happen to everybody. And it wasn't everybody. a hurry up and get done um, with and, this kind of thing. It was a, you know, I'm enjoying no. this ride kind of thing. And, I, you exactly. know, Rodriguez is one of those filmmakers that I will allow – to do, like, I won't look at a long-running time on a Robert Rodriguez film and go, oh, shit. You know, I'm going to look yeah. um, I'm going to look at a, a long-running time and go, oh, boy, because that's more time I get to spend mm-hmm. with him because I love what he does. The yeah. one thing I thought at first I might have a problem with was Mendez and his, like, his Mexican accent, which was hilarious. Yes. It was very, it was very <laughs> cliche, um, you know, um, <laughs> Machete, get over here. You know, I mean, it was, it was just very... Yes, you exactly. Know, you know what I mean? Yes. Turned up really high. And at first I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, that might get a little old. But it really didn't. It sort of mm-hmm. became endearing. And after a while, I didn't yeah. even really notice it. So... Yeah, it, you know, I, I, I agree. With, I mean, I, I think this movie worked about about as well as, you know... I mean, I, I don't... I, I don't... I, I, 
I am. I have to say, I'm. I can't speak right now. That's how I'm speechless. That uh, people. There was a lot of vitriol surrounding this. That uh, people didn't like this. I'm, and I'm trying to figure out now, like, what it was. Was it? Did they just feel like it was too repetitive from the first movie? I mean. No, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I thought that briefly when he did the guts thing. Yeah. Because you know, in the first one, he had that yeah. you know, fantastic hospital escape with the guts out the window. <laughs> right. So yes. when he starts ripping the guy's guts out, I was like, oh, maybe this is what people have a problem with. But then he tossed him up into the helicopter blades, and then just ripped that yeah. guy to, shri- to <laughs> ripped him to ribbons. And I was like, well, that was mm-hmm. funny, you know. So I wouldn't have a problem with that. Do you think it was the cast? Do you think people don't like Sofia Vargara? They don't. They think the whole thing that she does on Modern Family—they don't like that. They don't like Lady you know? Gaga. Well, I, I well no, but people who watch this—you know what I mean—the the, kind of the action fans or the the the, the fan, people who like this kind of movie. Do you think they're like, oh, I don't want? Oh no, nope, Ryan's saying they just said it was awful. So I just—I don't know. Like you know, the Lady Gaga thing might be too much for them. I don't know. I really don't. I got—I have nothing. Because yeah. all I've ever heard is, it's bad. No one has ever given me a reason. Even even Brian, because oh, okay. I posted about it on Facebook. Even Brian, his response was, mm-hmm. because it's crap. Well, you got to give me mm-hmm. a little more than that. Yeah, yeah, you got to have some. You, and I, will get I, it that's, out of him. I always say this in my blog. <laughs> we'll get it out of him later yeah. make him be more specific. <laughs> give me specifics, yeah. I, that's my, my, it's always my thing with my blog, as I'm... I always refer to myself as being solutions oriented. If there's something wrong with the movie, I talk about what could well, be done then, to fix it. And he does that too. And I think the only reason he didn't go into specifics before this is because he didn't want. He knew I was going to watch it, and he didn't want to ruin oh. it for me. But um, I will. Didn't I will want to give it away. Of him later. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I'm really curious to know what it is that people didn't like because I really couldn't put my finger. Did Jen mm-hmm. like it? Did Jen like it? She didn't watch it, so I. I yeah, I didn't see it with her, so this is one I... I, I didn't think it would be kind of her, her kind of movie. Um, this one's probably a little bit, you know... Um, I I think uh, some of the ones that we do with, like, uh, that are a little more just action, I think this might be a little bit too on the gory too much. I don't know. Um, though she's just like Taxi Driver. That's very gory at the end, so... You know, and Goodfellas. Slightly uh, different, though. Yeah. I don't think this one's going to be getting an Oscar nom. It's, it is. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, now, one thing I, I the main uh, obviously I think the main thing that sells this film is is Danny Trejo, and um, this is our first film of his. I think we've done here. We did Dolph Lundgren playing <laughs> Danny Trejo, yeah. in, in uh, what was that? It wasn't wasn't it was ambushed. Dumb. It was the other one. Uh, puncture uh, wounds. Puncture wounds. Yeah. Yes. So so we this is our first official Danny Trejo film. And um, I, I've always loved him, but I think these movies really, where you get to see him be the lead, he gets to kind of be that charismatic lead. I think in his other films, he usually just has a small part, and he gets to either be a goofball or do whatever little bit that he's doing. This, I think, is is kind of his type of movie, where he gets to be the lead and really, really oh, yeah, take and the film. it only film. took him 65 years to get that role. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, you see him, you're used to seeing him in, you know, um, Devil's Rejects as like one of the killer right. brothers. You're used to seeing him as the bartender in From Dust Till Dawn. You know, he's always been in the right. background 
that really buff-looking but gnarly-faced Mexican guy is when, <laughs> and that's how you describe him. He's like, you know, that Mexican guy is all muscular. He's got that tattoo on his chest, and everybody goes, "Oh, that guy!" I know yes. what you're talking about. Um, but now I do want to point out in a film called Desert Heat with Jean Claude Van Damme, he gave Jean Claude Van Damme a foot massage. So that's another. Uh, I don't even uh, want to Mark. imagine that. Yes. It, it's fantastic. I think I might have. I don't Did know if I got I a picture of it for the, for the, the post. No, <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he just. You know, I don't know. Van Damme. Like, it, the, the the movie. I think it was called Desert Heat. It was a um, it was a ripoff of Yojimbo, or it was like a, I, they they called it a, an homage. I think in their mind, um, because they mentioned Kurosawa at the end of the film. But it was kind of a ripoff where he goes into this town and there's two biker gangs. Uh, one of the biker gangs is uh, I think it's led by Jeff Kober, or he's in the group. But anyway, Danny Trejo plays a Native American who lives um, in the town, who I guess he fought in the military with Van Damme or something. Um, so, you know, Van Damme gets roughed up by some of the guys, or he gets into a fight. So he's kind of out of it, and um, Trejo's nursing him back to health and gives him a foot massage. Wow. <laughs> I don't. Yes. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Mr. Trejo, you know, he's a. Uh, I, I don't know if I can pull my blog up on my phone, but uh, they yeah, it was. I, I think his wounds because Marky Mark did. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't that long. No, no, it was a brief scene. Trejo wasn't in it long. I think he gets killed off. Yeah, you know, it, it with these direct-to-video movies that I do, he tends to get killed off very quickly. You know, just like poof, you know, you're out of there. Let's let's get Mr. Mr. Uh, whoever you know. Um, I, I like like a lot of the ones that I've reviewed. Um, I think I've reviewed about twenty Trejo films for the blog, and I think probably the Machete films together, the two films together, um, he has more screen time in those two together than all the other maybe eighteen or nineteen other ones combined. Did you ever watch Badass? Did you ever watch no, I have been meaning to. They're both. I think there's two of them now, yes. and they're or both the on Netflix. The second one is Netflix. called Badasses, and it has fucking um, Daniel, uh, Danny Daniel Glover. Glover, right? And Dan- yes. talking like this. Um, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> the the story that Badass is based on, with the old guy on the bus, you know, who kicks the ass of, mm-hmm. the, of the little punk kid. I, that cracks me up. Like, I love that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like his T-shirt was like I'm a son of a bitch or something on the back. Like that was just great. I mean, he may as well say like I'm I'm a real mean motor scooter. Right. I love that. Yes. But the movie yes. itself was not good to me. I I just which one? Bad badass or badasses? Because I saw badass. I have okay. And, and it was I that really bad. Just was like this is awful. And so. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to see badasses. I'll probably see it eventually because I do that sort of thing to myself. But, um, yeah. And then, and Danny Glover, he's been, he's been working a lot lately, you know, which is interesting <laughs> yes. to me. We want that. <laughs> we want as much Danny Glover as we can. We want him working. Um, I don't know. Like, I loved him in Lethal Weapon in those movies. And but, Predator um, 2. It's just nowadays he just doesn't seem to do very much, but talk with a scratchy voice. Mm-hmm. And um, like in Saw, <laughs> you know, I, I, we'll mm-hmm. see what? <laughs> he's just, he's too, he's, at this point he, he actually really is, is too old for this shit. Yes. 
He's finally there. He's finally I mean, too old for this shit. It's that finally and happened. You got Danny Trejo, who is clearly not too old for this shit, and he's about 180. No. So, <laughs> I mean, he's not. Clearly. I know. They're, pr- they're probably about the same yeah, age, though. Yeah, I would though. say probably so. Yes. He's, what he like? he, I think he's, uh, he's like, what, 71 now? Or, or somewhere around in there, close to 70, one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're both get, getting up there. They're, you know, they're, they're at that point where they're, you know... Um, you know, we, 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 we grew up with them in the 80s. And we, yeah, Ryan's saying I love Predator 2 as well. Yeah, you know, we forget that. These guys, these fellows are getting up there. So I just went to my blog post on Desert Heat, and sure enough, I do have a picture of Danny Trejo giving <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme a foot massage. I'll have to put the link up on the Facebook to that one. Um, yes, so, you know, I Danny Trejo, I think, I don't know if it was this film, because this one came out before Badass, right? The, not this one, the one before the, the other machine. You know, I keep doing this mistake. I keep making this mistake. Um, when I was putting on twi- uh, putting posts on Twitter, and I think even Facebook, I said we were doing machete instead of machete kills. It was false advertising, I guess. You are a liar. Um, I know, but I keep doing that. But the the previous machete, that was I think the one that kind of made it cool to uh, right. put that was Danny Trejo like in the big, lead. Big, uh, this is my movie, my starring role thing. You know. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, yeah. and everyone had been, yeah. everyone was really excited about him getting, because they were so used to seeing him in the background, and he looked like such a badass. He looked, yeah. you know, he was always rough and, and tough looking and built. I mean, he's always been just built, and he still is. And so everyone, I think, mm-hmm. was really excited to finally see him get that role, and it was universally loved. As, I mean, of course, there are some people yeah. out there who don't like it. It's just not their thing. I know yeah. very few of them. Everyone I know loves loves Machete. And the first, yeah. Then this one came along, and everyone I knew hated it, and I didn't understand because to me it was wow. the same stuff, just different. Yeah. You know, I don't think they different actors. I don't know, but you, but but people are saying it's just overall they they didn't. It wasn't the actors. It was they the, the film like it. itself. And I don't get that because you still got balls to the wall action. I don't think the plot was anything yeah. uninteresting. You know, I was down with that. Yeah. I was I was into it. I thought it was, you know, I mean, you've I got this it. bad guy with a bomb, you know, wired to his heart so that if he dies, the the bomb's gonna go off, and so you gotta erase him across yeah. the border so you can save Washington. Yes, I, that's pretty classic. Mm-hmm. And then you find yeah, out that the main bad guy is actually the guy you've been trying to get him to to disarm this bomb. And he's like, oh, yes. no, I've got him all over the world. Yeah. Like, I am Dr. Evil. Yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, you know, I think, you know, and I think it's good to kind of have the script flipped like that. Because in the 80s and 90s, Danny Trejo, he wouldn't have been the main baddie in a Mel Gibson film, but he would have been a baddie. He would have been somebody that Mel Gibson roughed up and to to be able to flip the script like that and to have Danny Trejo come out on top and Mel Gibson be the bad guy him be the one who's vanquished um you know even though it's it's only so much in this film um I think it's good to kind of have that that you know to you know to be like yes you know it's um it's almost like um the Saturday Night Live behind the actor's studio (laughs) where um you know yeah Will Ferrell was interviewing um Tobey Maguire as Screech (laughs) And he says to him, uh, you know, when, if you make it to heaven, uh, what do you want God to say to you at the gates? And he goes, in this scene, you'll be playing Zack. 
And I just thought, yes, you know, and I think it's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, Danny Trejo, you know, what, what, you know, his dream, he gets to be the hero and he's the one taking down the Mel Gibson, you know, he's the one taking down the Robert De Niro or uh, Don Johnson, he's whoever, the you ass, know. He's getting the ladies, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. and it just, and uh, the scene where Michelle Rodriguez is clearly jealous that he's, mm-hmm. you know, Texting Amber Heard. <laughs> oh, I don't yes. Don't text. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was great too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good too. Yes. Like all of that was, you know. I think that's what you know. Um, you know, I some of the direct-to-video movies I've done. Um, there was one great one I did, Recoil. Um, that uh, Johnny Sullivan, a screenwriter who's a friend of the blog, he um and a really great. He's done. Uh, he did the Prophecy sequels. Um, they were kind of rewritten for him, uh, four and five, I think it was. Um, but uh, he he wrote this movie Recoil with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Danny Trejo played the main baddie in that one, and he was fantastic there. Um, and so I think it's good that he can be both. But I think it's good that he's getting these roles in big screen films too, where he's the main hero. And um, you know, just to see him pull it off like this, I I don't I don't know what how can j- just on him alone, I feel like you should enjoy this film and I guess badass shows that maybe that's not always the yeah, case I, but I, I, you know in my opinion he couldn't save that film for me um, yeah it just uh, no it just didn't work but mm-hmm. in this one where everything is so clearly over the top and you've got um, you know blood flying and body parts flying and um, and then you know then you've got Rodriguez not only is he directing this film but he was DP on this film and yeah. He has a filmmaking style that is uh, it's unmatchable. I mean, like, you can always tell a Rodriguez film. And mm-hmm. that, to me, automatically gives it points going out of the gate. I mean, it's just I already have confidence that I'm going to enjoy at least the style of the film, whether the plot carries yeah. me or not. And it usually does. I don't, I really can't think, I mean, apart from the Spy Kids films, like I said, but I didn't even see those. I imagine if I did, yeah. I would probably enjoy them. I don't know why I've been so resistant, yeah. but um, cause they're children, well, they're children films. films that, like, you know, you know, you're not going to get a yeah. lot of fuck. You're not going to get a lot of blood. You're not going to get a lot of the stuff that I love. <laughs> from a Rodriguez film in those, yes. so I've steered away because I don't want to ruin his track record for me. <laughs> I, yeah. There are certain things that I have come to expect from his brand, and that's what I look mm-hmm. for, and I feel like every one of those things was here. You know, I love mm-hmm. his cutaways. Yeah, I love his I, dissolves. I love his music choices, um, His mm-hmm. even his title cards. I even, I even love the trailer in the beginning of this for Machete Kills Again yes. in Space. I, that cracks yes. me up. And, and then yeah. after this movie came out, everyone was like, oh, the next one's going to be in space, blah, blah, blah. And they were, and they were all shitting all over that. And, and I was like, oh, okay. I don't Why? really see how that could happen. Who but cares? then you watch this movie, and then you see how that could happen. Yeah. And then when we, by the time we get yes. to the end of this movie, I'm like, I am ready for that. I want to see it. I'm ready for it. Yeah, let's see him back to back. We'll do like a Kill yes, Bill thing. Just I do them back to back. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and, you know, there's some other things about like the machine. You know, like thinking, speaking of Kill Bill, where you have like the samurai aspect, I mean, I love that he uses like elements from those samurai films, but it's, you know, it's Danny Trejo with a machete doing the samurai killing. You know, I, I thought that was really good. 
Um, I mean, that kind of stuff. I, I eat that stuff up. I just love it. You know, I don't. And I look don't, at how many ugh. machetes we um, got in this film. Um, and I actually, yes. in real life, I say machete. But after I watch this film, I always I, have yes, to say machete. Machete. <laughs> machete. Yes. Because exactly. I feel like I'm doing it wrong. And every time he was talking to Charlie Sheen, and, <laughs> and Charlie Sheen would say machete, I was just like, I would cringe. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, his name is Machete. <laughs> yeah. I was I was in a flea market in Florida one time, and um, we were in this like area that had like odds and ends, and there was a plastic bin um, filled with machetes, and it said machetes three dollars. And um, there was a guy, an older guy near me, who was looking at other things, and I I kind of kind of we made eye contact, and I I pointed at the machetes, and I said, "Is that a good price for a machete?" And he just gave me this dirty look, and I was like, "Maybe I shouldn't have made that joke here." <laughs> you know. Actually, that is a good price for one. I have bought. A couple in my day, and uh, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not bad. They're yeah, I mean, this was, this was not probably as expensive like... as you would expect them to be anyway. Um, I, but yeah. that's that's pretty good. I mean, assuming that the tang's not going to come flying out of the handle. Right. You know? The plastic looked <laughs> a little cheap. I mean, this swing it, this was a long time. Yeah, this was maybe like 15 years ago. Um, so I don't know if adjusted for inflation, it would be like an eight dollar machete now. I don't know. And that's right, people. But, I, just <laughs> use, I used to use the term "tang." <laughs> yes, it's a tang. <laughs> you did. Yes. We'll have to, we'll have to put a glossary <laughs> with the uh, with our. <laughs> but like he had, um, he had what three different machetes, and this one he had the yes. the Swiss Army machete. He had the mm-hmm. electrified. Machete. He had the regular one yes. that he, he just picked, you know, plucked off the wall, and that's what I love about his character too. Like he'll be surrounded with all these crazy weapons, and he goes for that. Mm-hmm. And of course, you expect him to. I mean, it's mm-hmm. his name, and that's his thing. But right. then he wields it, and it's great. You know, um, mm-hmm. I just I love to see the heads go flying. I I don't I don't get it. I don't get. I just don't get the hate. Cause I tell you what, I had. And, a hell of a good time with this, and I would yeah. do it again, and I would do it in space. I would. Yes, I'm ready to do it in space. I've, you know, I was looking forward to this one, and you know, I still need to go see Expendables three. But um, you know, I remember when this the, the first one came out. It came out the same time as Expendables, and it was kind of one of those things where, like, there were two competing uh, properties that had a lot of people in them. Um, and so I kind of looked at them both as kind of equal. And, I, and the thing I liked about Machete with that one was um, it had like some really good, like like it it had political messages that were good and funny, and um, and and then the whole thing like worked. And, and but you know that first one, now that I think about it, that first one had Lindsay Lohan in it. Um, Jeff, it, it had people in it that the people that wouldn't like this for Amber Heard or um, you know Lady Gaga wouldn't have liked it for that either. So that's you know. It, it, I, I, I'm still now. I'm even more like like my theory's out the window as to why people don't like this. I have no yeah, clue it, now. It, do you know what watching one of these movies you know makes me wish every time, or any not just the Machete films, but any Rodriguez film or a Tarantino film? It really makes me wish mm-hmm. that I had had a career so that they could bring me back. Mm-hmm. Because that yes. was that would be my lifelong dream is to be brought back by Rodriguez or Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they pull people mm, out of the work that I mean, they, and you're like, whoa, I haven't seen them in a while. And <laughs> but it's always a good thing. It's it's always a wonderfully it is. fun thing. 
and, um, and like Don Johnson, you know, like, and I am yes. loving Don Johnson. Yes. Oh, he was Johnson. great. Have you seen? Have did you see oh. Cold in July yet? No, see I haven't. See that movie. It's so good. Okay. Cold in July. So that Don that's Johnson Don Johnson shows up in that, and you're like, God. yeah. Uh, but it's also Michael C. Hall. Oh. Is um, he's mm-hmm. the lead, and uh, Sam Shepard is in it, and then but then Don mm-hmm. Johnson shows up, and like all bets are off, and you're like, fuck yes, I, I love Don Johnson. And, yes. Uh, when like with yeah. Django Unchained, uh, I thought Don Johnson was great. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few roles that I really adore Leonardo DiCaprio in. I was not a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. Going back to Growing Pains, yeah. uh, then like to Titanic, I just did. I was not a DiCaprio fan. He actually did not catch my attention yeah. until Catch Me If You Can, and then I and then right. I got to where I started to like him, and then he just sort of fell off my radar for a while. But then I thought he was fantastic in Django. So it's it's yeah. um, these guys have this ability to just pull people out and shove them in front of you, and you're like, yes, like Jeff Fahey. I mean. The most recent things, apart from when he showed up in Machete, that he's been doing a lot mm-hmm. of direct-to-video stuff. He has. He's been and doing Christian stuff too. Jen and I watched one that he was in that was oh, horrible. Really, I didn't know that. Um, I've seen him yeah. do a couple of yes, direct-to-video horror films that were not good. Mm-hmm. Like not even really, not even yeah. kind of good. They just were bad. And. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I never had a problem with him. I always enjoyed Jeff Fahey, like back from, like Body Parts or, or, or right. Um, <laughs> yes. Did he do Night Eyes or any of those ones? Or what? Did, I, I'm trying to think of some of the. Did, was he in any franchise, director video franchise that I don't or? Know. Um, no. Body Parts. Ryan mentioned Body Parts too. Yeah. So. And uh, Lawnmower Man. You know things like that. Yeah. Like he's never. I remember been that one. Game, yes. That was, you know, but then he shows up in something yeah. like Machete. And you just sort of yeah. there's a little bit there's a recognition there and you're you're happy to see him, yeah. you know. And then uh, with this yeah. one, I think we got the same thing. Like William Sadler is yeah. not a name that's going to roll off of anyone's tongue ever. It's not like it's not but like oh great. I love William Sadler. Nobody says that. But you see his face mm-hmm. and you know who he is. Like you recognize him. And in this when yeah. he played the just the really racist Arizona sheriff, I mean <laughs> it, he was great. Yes. He was. Oh my God, he was. Psycho Three. Was he? Was William Sadler in? He might have been. Yeah, Jeff Fahey was. Was he? Psy- was Jeff Fahey was in Psycho? Oh, okay, that's I right. I loved his character. In that that's film. right. I was. I just. I love him. Um. So I guess. I guess maybe that counts as a franchise. But he was only in the one. So. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I was thinking like he had a reoccurring oh, character in something. But um, or maybe he started a I mean, franchise. But I don't know. Uh, you're you're more the direct-to-video yeah. guy than I am. I am. I should be better on this. I mean, I've done a good amount of Fahey films in my time. Um, a lot of the ones that I've seen him in, he almost like comes into like. Um, there was this this set of films called uh, Eagle One, or um, something like. I, I, it had Mark DeCascos in them, but um, they were like a Search for Eagle One or Hunt for Eagle One. Um, but anyway, there were two movies that were put together, and I think. Um, Rudger Howard was supposed to be in both of them, and he did the first one. I think he saw how political it was because it was very, like, it was very like rah rah America go get 'em kind of things. Um, and I think he saw how political it was, and he backed out of the second one. And they had Jeff Fahey just come in and do the second one. Um, and uh, you know, it's like that kind of thing. I've, you know, he doesn't seem to care. He'll do whatever. You know. Mm, gotta eat. <laughs> you gotta eat, you know, and I think that's why. Like we were looking up, I wanted to see if he was, you know, if he was like a really 
um, fundamentalist Christian, something like that, because he was in this Christian movie. Um, Jen and I show it was hilarious. It was like a marriage retreat, I think is what it was called. It's like these three couples who go off on this retreat to find um, find their relationships again or whatever, and it turns out they find God. And, you know, Jeff Fahey's a really nice guy. He's the camp lead. He's married to Victoria Jackson. And um, one of the things he does, which is really great, is he puts the three couples on top of a mountain and has them hike down to the bottom of the camp, and one of them is nine months pregnant, which sounds like something that you want to do with a woman who's nine months oh, pregnant. Sure. Make her hike. Oh, and they were, they were shackled to their, their so partners, the too, so that was out, good, too. Or the, the Leslie Nielsen versus a bear, or we don't get... <laughs> there's nothing... I mean, this is just straight mm-hmm. up Christian... No. Say so we get a, we get a, a clean that. birth at the end. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they they get down. There's not even blood in the birth. They they they, they get they have birth outside <laughs> with a cross, a wooden cross above them, and so like there's kind of a flash. To them. There's no. Nothing. Yeah. They have the baby well, that, at the I, bottom outside. Why would you watch that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Well, <laughs> so we Jen Jen always gets a kick out of them out of the and she's like this one's the funniest one I think you're gonna get it and she was right it was by far the funniest one like you know we were we were tearing it apart um, and so that was what but but Jeff Fahey was just horrible I mean he was like an angry man he was playing some like angry upset guy and um it was it was, you know like the whole deal was that the ski lodge wanted to buy his marriage retreat thing and he was like I don't you know. He was looking for a sign from God. So that's when he brought the inner city kids in, and they not. had the rap contest to save it, right? That's no. It no. You, the the huh. only person of color in the film was Reginald Vell Johnson, um, uh, Carl Winslow, yeah. from uh, Family Matters. He was the only. Yeah, that was it. Everybody else was white as hmm. snow. You know, I tried. Yeah. I watched so. Left Behind, the Christian. I mean, Christian. Uh, Kirk, yes. it is, the Kirk. The Kirk Cameron. From, it, yeah. the, from the book thing, um, just because I thought. Mm-hmm. This could be interesting. This could be funny. Really, is what I thought. Mm-hmm. It just ended up yeah. pissing me off because when the rapture came and everyone disappeared yeah. and all their dogs are standing around, all that did was piss me off. So I'm like, if yes. I can't take oh. my animal to heaven, I ain't fucking going. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. I'm no, not I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine told me he was. He's. You know. Mr. Catholic. He told me that uh, dogs yeah, don't I have souls. Yeah, I learned that growing up. I learned it. Heard that growing up yeah. too. Yeah, uh, I mean, because I grew up Baptist, like hardcore Yo. Southern, you know, mm. Baptist kid, and I bucked that at an early age. But um, let me let me tell you what happened. This is an interesting story. <laughs> I was 12 years old, and we had uh, the preacher that we had was about to retire, so we started bringing in interim preachers to sort of they would give a sermon, and then the people would decide if that was one that they wanted or not because. Unlike in, like, say, the Methodist church where, where pastors are assigned and they get moved around, right. you know, whether they want to or not, they get reassigned to different churches or whatever. This is completely different. In the Baptist church, you're there as long as you want to be there and as long as the people want you, and that's pretty much how it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, then um, – so we were bringing in one. This guy comes in to give his sermon. I'm sitting on the front row because we always did that as kids. We'd sit on the front row or in like in the second row and we would write right. on the on the bulletins like where do you want to go for lunch after church and stuff like that. Um, but I'm sitting there and I'm yeah. listening to him. The first thing out of his mouth was how gay people were going straight to hell. And I'm like, mm-hmm. excuse me? I'm like, because this is – if you be- whether you believe that or not based on what you learn from the Bible or whatever – is irrelevant because the number one thing that you learned was that God made the decisions, was that 
everything was up to right. God. God was the only one who could damn someone to hell. You did not have the right as a human to say so-and-so is going to hell. And even though none of that means mm-hmm. anything to me anymore, I, <laughs> I at the time, <laughs> yes. he's, those words came out of his mouth. I got up and walked out. And I was, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not going back in there. And I was 12. I mean, at 12 years old, I was like, mm. fuck you, buddy. I'm out. And um, mm-hmm. then it was, you know, not too long after that where I just bucked the whole system. But I, <laughs> um, it just, that just blew my mind. You know, and this is a guy who, like, he's yeah. never been to this church before. He's just going to walk in and start spouting this stuff. And I'm That's like, his Whoa, first thing he says. You're not even trying yeah. to peel it back slow. You're just. <laughs> no, he's going right for it. He's going um, right for it. But it, yeah. anyway, what the hell am I talking about? Oh, we were talking about. <laughs> We're talking about God, yes. We talk. We were talking about Jeff Fahey in Christian movies. That's what happened. No, but I, I will say quickly. I I grew up Catholic, so um, in in our mind, anybody can go to heaven as long as you pay the priest ah. enough money. My ex boyfriend got yeah. kicked out of the so Catholic that's... church because when he was when he was in school, he was going to his um his classes, his communion classes or whatever. Though I forget what you call them. The you know, as, you, as a kid, you have to go to the classes, and then you take the first communion or right. whatever, however that works. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> did I mention I was Baptist? Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, he started asking questions. He didn't agree with everything they said, so he started asking questions. He's like, well, that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. that this person would go to hell. It doesn't make sense to me that someone in a third-world country who has never had the opportunity to hear about what you're preaching me would go to hell just because they never had the opportunity to hear that and that's also something i had a problem with like he didn't he didn't understand any of that mm-hmm. he started asking questions the church called his mother and said we are sending your check home your son is mm. not allowed back here and we're send- giving you back your money wow. and of course he got in a whole shitload of trouble because she had counted on him he, she he was her only son she had counted on him being a priest because that's what catholic mothers do you know oh jeez. um but when, oh. the, when the catholic church gives money back <laughs> Get big. That is huge. That's huge. They do not. They don't give money back off. <laughs> no. That's that's. If there's anything I know about the Catholic Church, they that don't give back money. me up to no end. And she verified that. She's like, that's oh yeah, good. I got my check back. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they really oh, hated him. <laughs> they did. No, like, did your skin start to burn oh. when you went into the church? Did you do that whole Damien thing every yeah. time you pulled up and you started screaming and ripping your mom's hair out? Does that ring any bells? <laughs> oh. But anyway, the I was saying, yeah, the dog thing that pissed me off, and I, so I couldn't even yeah. enjoy how I couldn't even enjoy what I normally would have thought was funny about the film because I was too busy being angry. <laughs> yes. Well, well, one thing we can say about Machete, no dogs are harmed in the film, and I think, I think overall we are giving that one two thumbs For up, sure. right? We're giving. I don't, machete even, kills. I don't even get it. I don't get the hate. I don't understand. Yeah. If, if you're out there and you're listening to us and you trust us at all and you haven't seen this film, do it. I mean, you know, yeah. it's going to hurt anyway. But I guarantee you it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to enjoy yourself here. Well, all right, we got about two minutes left. Jamie, what are you working on? What have you got going on as far well, as projects right, right now? We're in the middle of our Friday the 13th retrospective on Devour the Podcast. Our next, we're going to be recording part three coming up, and Ryan uh, from Graveshift Radio, who is also in the audience right now, is going to be joining us on that episode to help me defend part three. And uh, just dropped 
just dropped on Skeleton Crew and a show where we discuss Oculus and Cabin Fever Patient Zero. And that's it. I did not do a playlist this week, but I will be back with playlist next Tuesday at 11 right here on Second Unit, and I'll be doing novelty songs. All right. Excellent. Well, I want to say before we go, this is uh, Jen and I. This is our one-month anniversary as a married couple. So quick message to Jen. Jen, I love you, honey, and uh, happy, you know, uh, I, I don't know, it's, it, do I, can well, I wish well, myself I congratulations? I don't know how that works. All right. <laughs> yeah, so I was just trying to figure out what to say there. But, yeah, so it's our one-month and anniversary. And whoever had less than a month and, um, in the pool that has officially lost. Yes, <laughs> you, you've all lost. That's right. <laughs> yes. But, um, but, yeah, so, and I want to uh, thank everyone for listening. Thank you, Ryan, for, uh, for um, chatting participating in the chat for chatting with us tonight um we've got john with music coming no, up he's next not doing right music tonight. No, he's not doing music tonight he's not I doing so there's nothing on, coming on up the, after on the, the second unit tonight uh for sure i believe he's <laughs> okay. going to be here with crosstalk i don't know what's happening other than that but i encourage people to okay to so stay tuned in because something stay going tuned to happen Something will be coming next. And, of course, if, <laughs> yeah, and if you're listening to the podcast, of course, you, nothing's coming next for you anyway. So because it's whatever time it is at night and our show's done and that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, Jamie, thank you again for stopping by tonight. Well, I, I live. Yeah, I, I know. I don't know why I'm saying thank you for stopping by. You're on. The, this is our show. We, yeah, we do the show together. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of. Um, yeah. You know? <laughs> Thank you for appreciating <laughs> yeah. my presence. That makes me feel good. Yes, thank you. Thank, yes. But um, everyone remember, Jamie, you can find her on Twitter at Maven1974. Uh, I'm on Twitter at DTV Connoisseur. Also, uh, our page, you can find us on Facebook um, at Facebook forward slash direct to video connoisseur. And of course, always look for um, if you miss a show, you can find us on iTunes or TalkShoe. Uh, thank you all for joining us, and I hope you have a great night. We'll see you next week. All right. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.